So by now you're probably thinking, dang, why are you talking so much about believing in faith? Why are you making such a big deal about it? <laughs> I'm going to stay on it because, I mean, it's just that important. Again, Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So, see, I want to I've talked about up to now, you know, this series we're calling What Are You Full Of? And I was talking about the fact that whatever is full in your heart or in your belief system, it's going to come out of your mouth and it's going to set things into motion to confirm what you are full of. Or when I say what you are full of, you can also say what you really believe. I'm not talking about just flippant. Yeah, I believe that. You know, just the Bible says the devils believe in God or that there is a God and tremble. It ain't doing them no good, though, because you can just kind of mentally assent to something. Oh, yeah, I believe the Bible. Yeah, that's in the Bible. Yeah, I believe that. No, but I'm talking about what you really have on the inside, what you really have a conviction about inside of you. That is your belief and that is powerful. And I want to go a step further today today and let you know that and this is part of the reason why I'm continuing to harp upon what you believe in and trying to help us to gain an understanding about you know how important it is what we believe and then how we can change it. I'm going to say this that what you believe in your heart about anything will not only set things into motion to confirm that belief but also it has the power to determine what you find the ability to do. I mean, what you can even accomplish and cannot accomplish will be in line with what you really, really, really believe in your heart about that. I'm serious. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can try to do something and wonder why you keep failing at it. I know I should be able to do this. What's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Okay, what's going on is that in your head, you reason it out. I should be able to do this. But in your heart, or in other words, what you have come to really, really believe with the conviction on the inside is that you cannot do that thing. So what's the result? You try and you fail. You try again and you fail. You hit yourself upside the head. You're like, what is wrong with you? Get it together. And you still fail. What's going on is that that belief in your heart, whether you are aware of that belief or not, is governing your very abilities. Let me give you a quick funny example, I think, anyway. We grew up, you know, we grew up in a neighborhood, and our neighborhood was predominantly black. It's a black community. And my dad was in the military. And we just have fun, play football, play basketball, do all kinds of things on the weekends. But every now and then, my dad would say, I'm going to take all of y'all to the pool. You know, the military base had a big old gym and a gigantic swimming pool. 12 feet deep on down to the shallow end, which is about 3 feet deep, okay? And that was a big highlight for us. We all wanted... So, so when Dad said, we're going to the pool tomorrow, get your stuff together, we'd usually invite about two other families to go with us. So we got all these kids, all of us going to the pool, and we'd get to the pool, <laughs> and we'd jump... It'd take about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to get into the water because the water is cold, right? And, you know, we ain't going to just jump in. No, we don't do that. You put your toe in, you put your right toe in, you put your right toe out, you put your right toe back in, and you shake it all up. We did that until finally we were able to jump all the way down and stand up in the three feet of water. 
Now here, we about good, uh, probably about five feet tall, you know, but three feet of water, I can handle that. And we just get in there and play around and we chase each other. We play tag, you it, and we running through the water and everything. Ain't nobody swimming. Ain't nobody swimming. And we do that. We have a great time and we'd be wore out when we finished and it's time to go home. And then maybe a few weeks later, dad will say, we're going to the pool again. And all of us, we'd get together and go to the pool. But we never did do anything but run. Why? Because we had a belief that was formed from prior experience. Maybe what people told us. I don't know where it came from. But there was a hidden belief that black people can't swim. Okay? In case you hadn't figured it out right now, I am black. <laughs> anyway, that was inside of us, right? And it was cool. Well, we just don't do this. We we do a whole lot of other sports. You know, we play basketball, play football, play baseball, all these other things. But swimming, <laughs> uh, we don't do that. So everything was cool. But then I went to college. And, and one of the requirements for you to graduate from the university is that you have to have successfully passed a swim test. <laughs> See, see, I was cool. I was going through life okay and no biggie. I mean, I don't do the water thing. I don't do the swim thing, but I got enough other things to do to have fun in life, right? But now, all of a sudden, this is a requirement for me to graduate and get my degree. I have to pass a swim test. So, the kid don't swim. I don't swim. I didn't swim, rather. I swim now. But what happened is that I waited until the last semester of my senior year to take a beginner swim course. Because I had all of my credits in line. I was able to graduate, but I had not taken the swim test because I didn't know how to swim. And I just kept putting it off because, after all, everybody knows black people can't swim. See, that was the conviction in my heart. I didn't even really realize it at the time. But that was controlling my very ability. Boy, it take everything in the world for me to put my head up under water. I'm talking about pinching my nose and eyes shut tight as you can get them and all that kind of stuff. And ears still out of the water. Just to put the front of my face in the water. Whew, glory to God. Hallelujah. And that's how we started in the swim course. She's like, how many of y'all can put your head under the water? Yeah, you know, all these beginner swimmers, we kind of looked at each other. And, and uh, let's do it one by one. And I put my head up under the water. But like I said, my ears didn't go all the way under. And I had, she said, pinch your nose. Okay, close your eyes. I did that. Anyway, let me, let me get back to the point. What I'm getting at is that. I had to take the swim course, and I took it, and then after like, like about six weeks of that course, I was able to pass the swim test, and I am now able to swim. But what I want you to see is that what hindered me, what hindered my very ability was a belief that somehow got on the inside of me, and I had a conviction about the fact that black people can't swim. And that governed my abilities, it governed my choices, everything, all the way up until I came to the point where I had to change my belief. And through that swim course, every day for six weeks, I finally got used to the water, I finally got used to going under the water, I finally learned how to stroke, I finally learned how to float, all of that. And so that belief that I had was replaced by another belief, I can swim. I can swim. Are you with me? So see, this is what I'm saying about the importance of what you believe in your heart. Whatever you are believing in your heart that is contrary to God's will and his purpose and his plan for your life is wrong. 
but it will govern you and it will hinder you. It will hinder even your very abilities until you get it changed. That's why God gives us his word out of his love. He gave us his word and his word covers everything that you and I could go through in this life. He gave it to us and he's saying, look, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. And then he said in Mark, uh, Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence. In other words, take care of what you allow yourself to believe with all diligence, because out of your heart, out of your belief system, flow the issues of life. The things in your life are going to be coming to pass in agreement with what you believe on the inside. And like I said, when we come to Christ, we all messed up. We got all kind of self-limiting beliefs. We all got all kinds of fears. We got all kinds of prejudices. But the word of God, God has given to us to straighten out our believing. And once our believing gets right, or in other words, once it gets in agreement with truth, and as I said, John 17 says that sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So God's word is truth. Once we begin to renew our minds to the truth of God's word so that our beliefs, our convictions are in agreement with what God has stated to be true. You're going to see some changes in your life. Your life is going to begin to blossom. It's going to begin to flourish. It's going to begin to bring fruit, bring forth fruit to the glory of God. And that's what we all want. Again, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So the abundant life is waiting for you. It's waiting for me. Only thing we got to do is get serious about the word and allow God's word to replace erroneous beliefs that we have. Okay, let me hear from you. God bless you. I uh, thank God and I thank you for giving me another opportunity to share with you words that encourage and thoughts that inspire. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.